today on the Dental Experience Podcast. And I called and told them that I had food poisoning and that I wasn't able to come to the audition. And I never went to another professional audition ever. I, I basically froze and shut down. It took me about six months to run out of money and I found myself homeless. And it was the darkest night of my life where I realized that everything I'd ever worked for was gone and that I didn't have a reason to be on the planet anymore. And uh, in that moment, I really had two choices. One was to end my life or to start a new one. And so I decided to start a new life. This, this, this is the Dental Experience Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Vett. Welcome to another episode of the Dental Experience Podcast. I am so excited to be here with a good friend, just a good friend that I've gotten to know over the past couple months, but we were instantly friends when we met at SCN, which is the Speaking Consulting Network in Atlanta at Chateau Alon this past summer. And now in the rears of Thanksgiving, I am talking to a turkey. And no, that is not an offensive term at all. Uh, in fact, it is quite an honor. I am here with Holly Ann Mitchell, who is the uh, a hypnotist, which we're going to talk about, a speaker, a coach, an advocate, really for mental health in the dental industry. And also, what is not in her bio is a turkey. So Holly, welcome to the show. And I would love to know, uh, I would love for you to tell everyone that I'm not being offensive when I call you a turkey. You're not. I have waited my whole life to be a turkey, legit. So I am starring as the lead in Turkey's The Musical in Hollywood, California. And you and I actually became instant friends because of our love for musicals. I think the first day I met you, we commandeered illegally a baby grand piano in the hotel at the SEN conference and started doing musical theater duets, which was pretty awesome. That might have happened. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that that was uh, that was interesting. But yes, Holly is the star of a uh, a musical. Uh, one of her many many talents is uh, being a musician and also a writer. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I started writing when I was really young, and after college, I I was really missing my theater life, and so I started writing plays, and they really just lived in my computer in secret. And I just got an opportunity to submit a musical that I wrote to the North Hollywood Arts District, and it has been accepted to be produced next year. So I'll be in a musical that I actually wrote next year, which is a dream come true. You never know. It might be the next Hamilton. There you go. Well, I I hope it is. And if it is, I hope I have uh, those good seats in the front uh, whenever it comes touring through, through Durham here in North Carolina. But Holly, it's just so good to have you on the show. And you do have uh, an incredible background with so many different things that are special about you and that make you who you are. But one of the most important things I think to, to talk about today is a really, it's a big and it's a heavy and weighty subject is this idea of mental health. Uh, it's one that has always been a conversation, but often a taboo conversation in, in the recent years, thankfully, that has kind of moved out of being taboo and something that people are realizing it's important to talk about. But you, you've started the Dent- Dental Adventures, and you, do, you focus a lot on this idea of making sure that uh, you have the best mental health and best self that you can be. So I would love to, to hear kind of a little bit of your journey that you're willing to share, and, and we can kind of go from there. Well, it's it's interesting because it really is all connected. And it was my struggle with mental health that 
really robbed me of my artistic life and career. When I was 22, I had just graduated from NYU's Tisch School of the Arts. I studied musical theater, which is the only thing I ever wanted to be was an actress on Broadway. And I was, I woke up on the morning of the most important audition of my life. It was a showcase in front of casting directors and agents. I had a panic attack. Now, I'd always had a panic disorder, even as a child, and my nervous system had this condition called vasovagal syncope, which is anxiety-induced fainting. Very inconvenient, (laughs) especially on a New York City subway. (laughs) But uh, that's what happened to me on the day of this audition, is I had a panic attack and I fainted. And I called and told them that I had food poisoning and that I wasn't able to come to the audition. And I never went to another professional audition ever. I, I basically froze and shut down. It took me about six months to run out of money, and I found myself homeless. And it was the darkest night of my life where I realized that everything I'd ever worked for was gone and that I didn't have a reason to be on the planet anymore. And uh, in that moment, I really had two choices. One was to end my life or to start a new one. And so I decided to start a new life. And I looked at all the different skills that I had and interests that I had and what careers might be a good fit for me. And I thought about dentistry. And so I started uh, calling dental offices to try to get a job and studying for my dental exams. And that's how I found my way into the dental industry. And ultimately, you know, over the years, I started going to therapy and dealing with dealing with my anxiety, dealing with my my depression through this path of healing and this interest in how our minds can create so many beautiful and amazing things like art and innovate products and businesses, but also our minds can create obstacles for us and and we can go back and we can remove those obstacles through through different techniques. That's that's when I started to want to help other people on their own healing journeys. And and it was really during the pandemic that I recognized that my mental health was was really struggling being isolated and not having that feeling of community and support. And so I reached out to my friends who I knew were also mental health advocates in the dental industry and said, everyone is suffering, not just our dental professionals, but also their family members. So what can we do to help? And that's how Dental Avengers was born. That's awesome. And I appreciate you being so willing and raw to share your story. And I want to come back to that and come back to Dental Avengers. Uh, But before we do that, I want to take a brief word for our sponsors. Are you looking to get the most out of your Dentrix practice management software? Dana Johnson has helped dental practices throughout the world maximize the investment that they have made in their software by helping dentists and team members become Dentrix super users. From in-office training to an online library with tools built for every member of the dental practice, Dana Johnson's Navoni membership is the solution for your Dentrix needs. Check out Navoni.com, that's N-O-V-O-N-E-E.com, and start using your Dentrix software to its fullest potential today. And we're back to talk about mental health in the dental industry, something that is uh, really a, an issue that needs to be talked about. And Holly Ann Mitchell is talking about it, and she's here with us today. So Holly, I, you turned to dentistry in one of your darkest times in life. 
And a lot of people in dentistry uh, throughout their career find dentistry to be a career that can have a lot of darkness in it. And, and that's what you've come out to, to solve. So could you talk a little bit more about that? And, uh, you know, you went to a career where many people often try to run away from in, in dark times. You know, the biggest problem I needed to solve after school was money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that creates a lot of stress and mental health challenges for people when they're in a financial crisis. And I had, you know, $200,000 in student loan debt that I needed to pay back from my undergrad. And uh, I didn't have any income. And so I thought about all the different careers and who makes money, right? <laughs> right. I, I thought about it. Oh, I have nice teeth. I, I like to help people. This seems like a financially stable place to be. You know, I'm good at math and science. This could really work for me. I figured out really quickly working in a dental office that I would be a terrible dentist because apparently having some measure of hand-eye coordination while holding a high-speed handpiece is kind of important. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a knack for the business side of things. Um, and that's really how, how I got my start. And I grew uh, one practice into a, a very successful group in Manhattan and, uh, and went on to become a dental consultant, practice management coach, until I experienced burnout, uh, really was what it was. And I think that a lot of high achievers, people who have a lot of interests and are multi-passionate, that's the shadow side. We have a lot of energy, we have a lot of passion, but the shadow side comes with not understanding rest, recovery, mm. and where those boundaries are. And so I, I had a mental health crisis when I was 29, recognized that that's what it was, that my brain wasn't working. I really felt like I had fallen down a well and I was looking up and could remember what it was like to be me, but that I couldn't access her. And so mm -hmm. I took all of my vacation time, three weeks, and took off work and enrolled in a level one neurolinguistic programming course because Tony Robbins was somebody that I was reading at the time. I was reading a book called Awaken the Giant Within. And I was like, Tony Robbins has something that I don't have. And I need to go and find that. And I found out that he had studied NLP and hypnosis. And I, I jumped in with both feet and learned about personal development and how to rewire your brain and what was really happening and uncovering the fact that it wasn't me, it was my nervous system that was making a mistake, that that's really where all of these symptoms were coming from. And that if I could train my nervous system to stay regulated, that I would have more access to the me that I was missing. And, you know, when, when pandemic happened, when we looked at the statistics, suicidal thoughts in young people were one in four. Mm. And I talked to so many of my dental friends who were struggling and, and they had children who were struggling. And so one of the things that we wanted to do as Dental Avengers was to not just help the dental professionals, but also to help their families. And so, and we do that in a number of ways. So we have this summit. We have our annual symposium. This will be our inaugural event, uh, December 4th. It's, it's launching our virtual summit. And these continuing, edu continuing education courses are family-friendly. So they're meant to bring the conversation home around the dinner table. We've got monthly family fun nights. So we have activities that are enjoyable for the whole family, but also create that conversation around mental health. Because in my family, my father struggled with bipolar disorder 
and we didn't really talk about mental health. We didn't really talk about what was happening in our home and, and what we could do about it. And I think that if I had known what my anxiety was and, and how to deal with it at a young age, it would have made a dramatic impact on my life. And, and so that's what we're hoping to do with Dental Avengers. Thank you so much for just being raw and sharing your story and the journey that you've gone through to get to where you are today. And even taking that that three weeks of vacation, every ounce of vacation time you had left to go and step away and really reflect and see, you know, what was going on. And I, I love how you said that it wasn't you that was a problem. It was the things around you causing uh, this this mental stress. And uh, I think that's just so important. And, and the other piece that I want to comment on is that you made, and it might be the first ever, but you made continuing education friendly for the entire family, uh, and not just for, for the provider or for someone that works in the office, which is also really important. I think something that most people don't think about. So could you talk a little bit more about what it means to have a family-friendly continuing education and how does someone actually get involved and uh, take that next step if maybe they are struggling with some of the thoughts you shared. Absolutely. You know, I think making it edutainment, that's how you mm. make it family friendly. And we can do that in a multi-sensory way because the way that we learn is not passive, it's active. The right integrating these concepts into our life and trying things, whether it be, you know, reflecting and journaling or doing some kind of illustrative activity um, to, to integrate, you know, understanding how your brain waves are working and what's happening when you meditate and really experiencing things that through sight, sound, touch, taste. There's so many foods that impact your your mental yeah. health in a positive way. And that's one of the courses that we'll be talking about is nutrition and we'll food for your mood. That. Oh yeah. Oh, that was a big part of my my journey was changing my daily habits, changing my food really made a big impact in my neurochemistry and how I felt mm. every single day. But I think that normalizing it is key. And we all have nervous systems that react in different ways. Sometimes it's, you know, yours is hyperactive or overreactive because of genetics. Sometimes it's from trauma. Um, or sometimes you just have so much going on in your life that you're just more reactive than you might normally be and understanding that you need more maintenance at that time. When when it comes to continuing education around mental health, I think we're really leaning into is the preventive side of things. If you look at mental health like a spectrum, right, you have prevention and then you have urgent needs. Just like with dentistry, you have hygiene and then you have, you know, a toothache. And those two things are going to be treated in a different way. For people who want that preventive, those strategies, things that they can integrate into their daily routine or into their conversations with their family, we have those those resources available. And then if they find that they're in crisis or that they need access to somebody who's going to help them, they're having suicidality or they're having a string of depression, right? It's not just like a few bad days, but they're finding that it's a bad month or a bad quarter or a bad year where they just don't feel like themselves. Then giving people access to resources that can help them get back to health. That's that's what it's about. But if, if people are interested, uh, 
you know, come onto our Facebook group, Dental Avengers for Mental Wellness, and engage in the conversation, or go to dentalavengers.com and get a ticket for our summit. Um, these courses will be available ongoing, and there are things that you can watch for yourself, for your team, for your family. I'm I'm really proud of what we what we created during the pandemic, and I'm excited to see where this community evolves. That's wonderful. Uh, next week, we have the opportunity to hear from Steve Adams, who focuses on physical health and that aspect of uh, kind of your your well-being. And he does talk a lot about the, the mental component as well. And so I think uh, this these two weeks here on the Dental Experience Podcast are so important to talk about your, your brain and your body, because it's something that, for whatever reason, we haven't talked about it. And there are some people who are still afraid to talk about it or admit that maybe something isn't the way it should be. So what advice do you have for, for someone in that setting where something isn't the way it should be? There are moments in your life where you're holding a mirror up to your own experience. These are moments that are known as self-awareness and they can be really uncomfortable where you see there's an opportunity for you to heal and to grow. And we have an opportunity to make a choice in that moment, right? To deny, deflect, distract from those uncomfortable moments, or to make a decision to reach for something more, something better, something that's more true for who you really are. And if you're not sure where to go, Just starting a conversation with somebody that you trust, whether it be a friend or even a coach, Hmm. they can offer paths for you to go down, right? And for me, I was always an experimentalist with myself when I recognized that I wasn't feeling like me, that the best me wasn't really shining through in moments of my life where my nervous system was getting in the way. And so I started to experiment. I started to read up and explore different things that I could do to to feel more joyful in my life. And that is the movement that I believe dentistry really needs is prioritizing joy, prioritizing wellness, not just for our patients, but for our teams, for ourselves, for our families, instead of this delayed you know, oh, I'm going to be happy when I get open my second office. I'm going to be happy, you know, once I finally hire that unicorn office manager who will take care of, you know, all of my troubles. We can be happy today. You wouldn't go a day without food and water. Why would we deprive ourselves a day of joy? Hmm. And, And that's really what led me this summer to decide to come back to my artistic self because I I had left her behind for many, many years. And that part of me was going underexpressed and was really robbing me of joy and for me to be truly expressed as the person that I am. And so I put everything I owned in the car and I drove Mm -hmm. to Los Angeles and I went to my first audition in 12 Mm -hmm. years and booked the lead in a musical. (laughs) That's so awesome. What an incredible story. I love that idea of practicing joy. It's something that I don't think we talk about enough in this idea of how do we make sure that what we're doing right here and right now is being our most joyful self? Why did we set out to do this job in the first place? And are we fulfilling that mission? Or have we got bogged down by just the the hustle of doing life? 
Uh, so what, what closing advice would you give to someone in that, that situation asking themselves that question? I think choosing joy is a noble path because the more joyful that you are, you're radiating more of your soul to every mm. single person that you're interacting with every day. Your conversations become elevated and more connected. And at the end of your life, the quality of your conversations, the quality of your relationships are the legacy that you leave behind. Mm. The more joyful you are, the more likely you are to fulfill on that purpose and leave a legacy of positivity and impact. And so if something is an obstacle between you and joy, right, whether it's external and you need to make an external change in your life to feel more joyful, more aligned with who you are so that you can be expressed. Or if it's internal, maybe it's a, a block in your nervous system, something that still needs to be healed. Choosing joy, recognizing the obstacle, and then finding resources to remove that obstacle is a very, very noble pursuit and everyone around you will benefit. That's so good, Holly. I appreciate that. How can people get in touch with you to learn more and start this conversation either with you or uh, just get to, to know you better? The best way to get in touch with me is through Instagram, if you have it. Um, my Instagram handle is my name, Holly Ann, Holly with a Y and with an E underscore Mitchell. Um, e email you can, but I, I'm doing this thing where I don't answer emails more than three hours a week because it causes me a tremendous hard. amount of anxiety. <laughs> it distracts me. So it might take me a really long time to get back to you on email. So fa Facebook or Instagram would, would be the best way. Awesome. Thanks so much. And do you mind if I put you on the spot real quick? Sure. Uh, you know, I can't play copyrighted music. And so for our outro, do you have anything you want to send us off with? Maybe a musical that might have just got accepted? Oh, something from my show? Something, anything. Okay. Let's do Oh, why don't we why don't we pick can we do a musical that we that like something that you know? Can we do a duet? Oh, I don't know if that will work <laughs> with all of our technical <laughs> difficulties. Okay, maybe not. Let's do, oh, I'll, I'll just do a song that I wrote recently. Do a song you wrote. That'd be okay. awesome. Here's Holly Ann Mitchell singing us out. We are walking the same way home. The car broke down in Vegas and there's a long way to go. We are walking the same way home. As far as I know, we don't know this road to home. Thank you for listening to the Dental Experience Podcast. For show notes, to ask a question, or for more information, visit www.thedentalpodcast.com. The ideas discussed during this episode are the opinions of the participants and do not serve as legal, financial, or clinical advice. Until next time, this is the Dental Experience Podcast.